And very glad to be able to have Gene Nelson-Dean with the U.S. Forest Service on the phone with us this morning. Gene, good morning. Good morning, Frank. So uh, can you give us sort of an update as to where we're at now with current fires? Sure. So a lot of our fires um, that we've had on kind of the west side of Oregon have been in very rugged territory. And though, you know, we've been having a lot of resources on them, um, putting a lot of water in retardant, they uh, had some growth, uh, particularly uh, on, you know, Friday and and Saturday uh, into Sunday as the temperatures rise and rose and we um, got some winds, gusty winds over there. So we're probably going to see more smoke on those. In addition, um, one of the fires, Cedar Creek Fire, um, which is about 25 miles uh, near kind of Lapine, uh, basically in the Waldo Creek Wilderness, it um, has it, it took a good run um, and about a seven-mile run, and it has prompted the Deschutes National Forest to do some closures on both our Crescent Ranger District and our Ben Fort Rock Ranger District, so it's important for people to be aware of that. One of the things I do want to mention is, you know, we have been blessed here in Central Oregon to uh, be able to get on all of our fires and keep them relatively small this summer. However, uh, September can be one of the times that we get our largest fires in Central Oregon. And with this continued heat um, and what we're expecting in terms of maybe some wind conditions, even though, uh, you know, we're moving into a little bit cooler evenings, we're still in some pretty decent fire danger here and certainly have seen large fires start at this time of year. So it's still important that folks um, are very, uh, you know, focused on wildfire prevention when they're outdoors and, and just really thoughtful about what they're doing. Uh, it, we right now, um, in terms of resources uh, in the Pacific Northwest, we've had to increase um, kind of our level of preparedness, which means that we're having to draw resources out of the state. I know that we have a, a team from the Great Basin and a team from the Northern Rockies coming on some of our fires. So, uh, you know, with all of our teams on fires for the most part, uh, we want to make sure, again, that we're really focused on wildfire prevention still and still very cautious with what we do in terms of recreation out in the woods. Do you have any sense of uh, the cause of the fires this year so far between the lightning cause and human cause, what that might be? You know, I, I don't right off the top of my head have a sense of, you know, in terms of percentages. However, I know that most of the fires that we have on the west side of Oregon have been um, lightning caused this year, which is great. I mean, the more we avoid human cause, then we have a fire season like this year where uh, we got through August with uh, relatively smaller fires in areas, uh, like I say, lightning fires do tend to high, and happen at higher elevations in rugged territories. But, um, you know, so uh, we, we've kind of seen a balance of both. Um, you know, unfortunately this year, uh, as folks know, we've had two fatalities on relatively small fires at the time. Uh, those fires have grown. But, um, you know, every 
every time there's a fire, every time we're fighting a fire, it, it puts people's lives at risk. Again, I just want to emphasize how important it is for uh, all of us to stay vigilant. Two years ago, this weekend was just the worst ever uh, tragedy with fire in the state. Thousands of homes, over a million acres burned, nine people killed, and still the uh, cleanup and the repair and trying to get back from that is ongoing. Is that right? Yeah, the Labor Day fires, um, you know, of 2000 um, or <laughs> to 20, 2020, anyway, 2020 yeah. were, um, yeah, catastrophic. And we're still, as you say, seeing the effects of those fires. We'll continue to see the effect of those fires. And you know, and um, that's that's where we are right now is, you know, that was really one lightning storm that, that passed along the Cascades. Um, we had resources on those fires, and then we had a very strong wind uh, event that took off all those fires all at once, um, made dramatic runs. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, we, we can do the best we can do, but uh, as folks say, like, wildfires are the only natural resource we think we can, you know, stop, uh, which is, you know, we don't think about that with hurricanes and floods and things like that. But uh, fires are the same kind of event. They're weather driven um, and we can do the best we can do. And again, that's why it's so important. You know, certainly we can't avoid lightning caused fires, but we, we certainly can avoid human caused fires. Earlier this year, the U.S. Forest Service didn't do the regular number of prescribed burns that you you would usually do. Has that had any effect on the fire season so far? And will you be able to or planning to pick up on those prescribed burns before when things cool off? Sure, yeah. We always want to do as much prescribed burning as we possibly can. Uh, Again, a very weather-driven sort of activity. We have to have the the right conditions to do that work. You know, we got some real key projects done this year, but um, there's always more work to do. Um, You know, in terms of whether that had a different, made a difference this fire season or not, um, that's not what we're really looking at in terms of prescribed fires. We're really looking at long-term um, creating, you know, some fire resiliency around our communities, um, in our forests, uh, to prevent those kind of catastrophic losses. We certainly have seen where we've done prescribed fire work. Um, we saw this a couple years ago, um, where even though we had a fire, it burned in a forest, the, the effects of the fire were low and if you went back to areas you wouldn't even know that a fire had gone through them and that's what we're looking for we're looking at you know long term not having fires that uh you know are so intense they take out uh you know as we were talking about the labor day fires they take out our forest for generations we're looking for fire even if we get fire we want it to come burn through areas, but basically retain enough structure that our forests uh, are back and looking good in just a year or two. And uh, that's what our prescribed fire has shown to do, as well as we have several examples of where it's protected communities, particularly around sisters. Um, Lots of examples there. So um, 
yeah, we hope uh, as soon as the weather conditions allow us, we will be moving back into prescribed fires. Um, and like I said, that's our that's our long term solution. And uh, we know that people, uh, you know, after the fire season and they dealt with smoke, they don't want more smoke. But um, you know, it's it's if it's kind of the good smoke. It's the smoke that's going to keep, uh, you know, smoke out of our communities for longer periods of time. It's smoke that's going to allow uh, our forest to return um, and look good, even if they're affected by fire. Gene Nelson Dean, U.S. Forest Service. Gene, thanks for being with us here this morning. Thank you so much, Frank. I appreciate it.